0: Hey, hi, hello, how are you, and welcome back to another episode of Watch It Again, the podcast where you talk TVs, movies, comic books, and everything in between. As always, I'm your host, Jacob.
1: And I'm Kat.
0: And this week, you're in for a special treat, because it's just the two of us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no Nick, no one no, else, no, just, it's just... It's just us. Yep. Yeah. Don't Ooh. worry, Nick hasn't left us.
0: No, he's just... Well, I mean, in a way...
1: In. He like decided to go to work. He yeah, left us. Yeah, he just
0: abandoned us and decided to get paid instead.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, understandable. I understand. like we like money. Our but our priority is friendship.
0: Of course, this yeah. comes before anything else. It's always this friendship the, above yeah. money. <laughs> friendship sort of podcast. <laughs> yeah. Then
1: yeah. money. Yeah. Okay.
0: But he dogged us. He's just he's yeah. abandoned us into wherever he went to. Take yeah. some photos of someone's house.
1: In How? a really non-creepy way. Yeah. Because he as works pa- in real estate. <laughs> as a
0: paid professional, not as a stalker. As far as we're aware. As so far as we're aware. Really good cover just to fly drones over of people's houses, I guess.
1: Yeah. Nick, if you're listening, call so- in.
0: <laughs> maybe we finally killed him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've been talking yeah. about it for years. <laughs>
0: exactly. Maybe, it's, maybe Nick didn't abandon us. Maybe... We abandoned him.
1: Maybe he's buried out in the bush out back (laughs) This would be so
0: sus if he went missing today.
1: Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) We better not talk too much about our master plan.
0: Touching wood that Nick hasn't
1: died. Um, Nah, he'll be fine.
0: So this week we're going to kind of touch on two
1: recent movies, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So we got Don't Look Up and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. Do you want to start with...
1: Don't Look Up? Okay. Yeah, I reckon... Let's get the heavy one out of the way first, <laughs>
0: and then talk about the light fun yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, all right. The apocalypse. Yeah. Um, initial thoughts.
1: I really enjoyed it. So did I. I like. I spoke to a lot of people after I watched it, and hmm. they didn't enjoy it. And I think they just couldn't get the humor. Yeah. And then the ending, they were like, "Oh, well, like, was that it?" It's like, "Well, yeah. well, yeah," because yeah. that's the whole point of it.
0: I think I know, loose. Didn't, like she watched the start of it and didn't get much further. Mm. My grandparents thought like they, I think they enjoyed it, but they said like it was a bit too much. Like it was like the level of sort of like the satire was like it was that really heavy handed. Yeah, I guess as they said, the American approach <laughs> where it's just like it's it's right there, like at a thousand percent, and it's like ramped up. Whereas like yeah, you can kind of compare to some like British things where it's like a subtle. Yeah. This is like, this is what it is. And it kind of just shoves, you down, shoves it down your throat, but in a good way, I guess, from yeah. what I thought of it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so casting-wise...
0: Yep, great cast.
1: Phenomenal cast. You've got um, Leo DiCaprio. Yep. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Blanchett, Ariana Grande, Timothy Chalamet, Meryl Streep, Chris Evans, Jonah Hill... Um, so many more like just
0: mm. timothy chalamet did you say that yeah
1: of course i said i, th- that. <laughs> I think it just went it's in like and out top of my mind yeah um <laughs> Ron just Perlman. always yeah
0: yeah and um so w- what's this movie about like what's a uh, what happens
1: so basically really brief like not, really br- yeah. briefly spoilers also if we're just yeah. full spoilers for this whole episode yep. yeah um, for everything because we're going to slip up yeah um, so basically, Jennifer Lawrence's character is this astrophysicist, mm-hmm. and she discovers that there's this comet. and They think it's really cool um, because, and then it and then it gets named after her. So it's um, what is it, Comet oh, um, Dibiaski, Yeah. Um, and then Leonardo's character, Randall Mindy, he's another astrophysicist. Yes. He's like. Her boss, she's a PhD student. Yep,
0: he's the yeah. teacher, I guess.
1: They were tracking it, the comet's trajectory, um, so, like, its flight path, and um, realised that it was heading straight for Earth and was going to hit Earth in about six months. Yeah. And so, basically, they try and tell the president, um, played by Meryl Streep. President Orlean. President Orlean. She's f- fucking phenomenal in this role. Oh, so good. She goes
0: so hard. Unlike yeah. like that Trumpism sort of yeah. thing and just we'll get, so well. we'll get into yeah. that though. Um, we'll get into
1: that. So basically they go and try and tell her that literally the world is going to end in six months and she doesn't listen. So then they go and try to talk to some um, journos and some... Um, they try and talk to everyone. Yeah, they basically try and tell literally everyone they can and the world doesn't want to listen until they can actually see it. And, and then, even
0: then some of them do And don't. then even
1: then they're like...
0: It's fake news, bro. Yeah,
1: it's all fake news. Um, oh. Until they see it heading directly to Earth. And then um, everyone dies.
0: Not everyone.
1: Oh, except for <laughs> Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah,
0: not everyone dies.
1: <laughs> Who plays Jason Orlean, Meryl Streep's son. Yeah.
0: I, oh, I didn't realise that was his last, like, that never clicked in my brain. Watching Jason it. So obviously Orlean. I missed, like that bit at the start, that that was actually her son.
1: Oh. I just,
0: I just never realised that until you said that.
1: Really? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. My son, chief of staff.
0: Yeah, I must have missed that line, because now that ending makes it so much more sad. Yeah. It's like, she's coming back. Nah, bruh, she's in a spaceship.
1: Um, and, like, throughout this whole thing, they're trying to um, – like, once they realise that it is actually coming to Earth, it's not a hoax or fake news, they try and – send up a rocket to destroy it. and then have like, a missile mission? Yeah. Classic movie. But then um, decide that, no, they're actually going to cancel that, like, on the day of the launch and – or maybe it has launched. Yeah, they And stopped, they turn yeah. it around. Somehow. Yeah, I don't know how. Rockets don't work like that. No, rockets don't <laughs> work like that. <laughs> and then instead this, um, like, essentially Mark um, – not Mark Zuckerberg um, – Jeff Bezos it's kind like of character played by – um What's his name? Mark Rylance? Yeah. He's he, he plays
0: Peter Ishuel.
1: Yeah, he's like a tech billionaire. But he's
0: sort of like a Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah. Combined into one. Because he's got the technology he's got like all like the Elon Musk's sp- and like kind of super technology. Mm. He's got the phones. Yeah. He's got the rockets. Yeah, he's got yeah. like the social media. Yeah. He's got the delivery service. It's sort of like all of them went yeah. into this one
1: person fucked up dude and basically he decides that his company is going to um fly up to the asteroid or comet sorry and um mine it um and obviously that all goes to shit because like yeah of course like it would because there's no other backup plan and then yeah and then that's when they all die Mm. pretty much Except for a few select people who get on a rocket ship to another Earth-like planet, but then some of them die (laughs) upon landing, however, like 50,000 years later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very funny, though.
1: Very funny. Bit of foreshadowing there.
0: What's that creature called?
1: I can't remember.
0: So this is directed by Adam McKay.
1: Yeah, who did...
0: He's done lots of things. Yeah. Um, recently he's been doing like a lot of TV and documentary stuff,
1: right? Like what?
0: Um, so we did the Oxy Kingpins, mm-hmm. which is follows so on the story of the network of items, pharmaceutical manufacturers, distributors, and retailers, um, like the Oxycontin thing. Yeah. Um, Q into the Storm, which was a TV mini series, six episodes, about QAnon last year. Oh. Um, he's also done, like, some animated, was an executive producer on, like, these. Um.
1: Did he do the big short? Yes. Oh, no. He did Man. Yeah,
0: he did the big short, he did Vice, he did the other guys.
1: Yeah. Um. So quite, like, witty, well-written comedies. Yeah,
0: I was trying to find, like, his director, so, for some reason everything on this is producer random. don't oh, know that's written by one
1: that um there we step go director brothers. yeah so yeah. don't look up
0: um vice um big short uh in command two the other guys eastbound and down um step brothers um the landlord short you seen that with um the little girl and Will Ferrell? The little girl wants her rent money. No, it is fucking hilarious. Goes for two minutes. It's oh, just look we'll up. have to watch it. Look up anyone listening. Just look up the landlord from two thousand and seven. Stars Will Ferrell and it's a short and it's just so dumb. Um, he did tele- um *Dagger Knights*. He did um, *Wake Up with Wrong Burgundy*. Um, What is that? Wake Up With Wrong Bird in D 2004. The I lost know, movie.
1: The lost movie?
0: Yeah. Random. The, this alternate film, Companion to Anchorman, the legend of Wrong Burgundy, was compiled from dropped subplots and alternate takes. Wrong Burgundy's rival with Veronica Corningstone continues. So it's an alternate version. That's cool. I do I not know this exists? <laughs> there you go.
1: The things you know. Um, so yeah, directed by Adam McKay. Yeah,
0: that little Adam McKay um, tangent there. Great um, movies, like great comedy movies. Yeah. I have yeah. like stepbrothers enough said. <laughs>
1: um, so we kind of ran through the casting, but who was kind of a standout to you?
0: I think Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep. Kills it in this. It's also funny to see him with women his own age.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and but, like with a dad bod. <laughs> yeah,
0: and just like just, just you know how he should be.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, he's what like a sixty-year-old man. Like he's not that old. Maybe fifty. He is forty-eight. He is younger than I thought.
0: <laughs>
1: I thought he was. I thought he was older
0: than my parents. He was born in nineteen seventy-four. There you go. Oh, so, he turns 40, so he's probably still 47 now, he turned 48 this year. Mm. Yeah, get on him. Um, End of this year, he's only just turned 47, November 11. Um, but I think, yeah, him and Jennifer Lawrence's characters in this, bo- like both of them excel in these roles. Yeah. Meryl Streep goes to another level. Yeah. With her, I guess, eccentricities mm.
1: in this. She embodies the character.
0: She is a female Donald Trump. Yeah. turned up to fucking 48 on, yeah. you, you know, out of 10 <laughs> on the dial. Like, it just... And I think that's what this movie does so well, is it takes all these... like So, like, the meteor can essentially, like, I guess, be climate change. It can be the vaccine. It, it kind of assembles anything that this world of, I guess you could call alternate facts and those that call major and independent news channels, but like kind of general news as fake news mm. when they are in fact the ones that are.
1: Yeah. Perpetuating. Perpetuating.
0: That I guess, I, I suppose what we would call it at uni is misinformation. Yeah. And yeah. we, you know, you know that misinformation spreads exponentially quicker than the truth Truth online. And it creates, you know, things like we just mentioned about that like QAnon documentary, like, mm. And like this takes from that too, like it really like leans into yeah these crazy conspiracy theorists. But that
1: also not so far that you're like that the story is about that because yeah, the story the story's is not the story is about the people.
0: Yeah, and it's about these two scientists just trying to get people to listen to them. Yeah, in a world where the media essentially is what it coming out is such like a dumbed down. Oh, like. Look at all these happy things. Like, oh, it's everything's happy. Everything's happy. Look at these celebrities.
1: But that's literally the world we yeah. live in. <laughs> and, that, and that's
0: something. And it, it's a, a fucking grim look because, I mean, in this, it's a meteorite heading straight for us. It's going to kill us all. Mm. In the real world, it's climate change. There's a pandemic. Like, there's so many more things that this could represent yeah. all happening at once. And in this, But world, also, it's
1: just, like, they could turn around tomorrow and find a meteor heading towards And that's
0: the other fucking scary thing. This could happen at any moment. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, this kind of raises the debate of, and I saw, like, articles around around Christmas when this came out, was, like, if this was going to happen, like, if a group of scientists discovered that in six months' time the world was going to end, would world governments let them tell anyone? Mm. Because I think the answer is no. I think our world as it is... I think whatever scientists found out, because obviously they go to like their government and be like, you know, so it's going to happen. I think they disappear. I think if this happened in America today, like this exact situation where like scientists went, you know, went, oh, in six months time, the world's going to end. They'd be like, no, it's not. And no one would ever find out until the world ended, because I don't think the world governments would allow Six months... Because the world would stop. No one would go to work. Like... Yeah, yeah. people would just die. Yeah, if you had six months left to live and you knew within six months the world was going to end, it would be riots for six months. Like, Mm. law and order would disappear. Like, there would be no... And I mean, it happens a little bit in this once people can start to see it. Yeah. But I think, yeah, and then that situation, like, there would be no structure to society anymore. Mm it would just become like the purge on sterile, like a global <laughs> level. Like, but it would because people were like, there's no consequences for this.
1: Yeah, that's it. The because in like a die. few months
0: time, we're all dead. Mm. And the majority of the pe- human population would be like, okay, let's just, you know, wreak havoc because I've never been able to do it before. Let's go shoot my next door neighbour in the head because, and like, but I mean, there is people that would do that. So it raises the question of, like,
1: <laughs> I feel like we've just gone down I like know. a weird. But like, I mean, uh, but that's
0: what this movie is for. Mm. Like, it's sort of it is raising these questions of, like, what would happen if this happened for real? And
1: see, I have a less pessimistic <laughs> view yeah, yeah. myself. I feel like if this was actually going to happen in real life, then there's no way that governments could keep something like this yeah. when you could. Literally, look up in the night sky. I mean, once
0: you once you could see it, Mm. it would be different than like the kind of like months before. But even
1: then, though, I feel like there'd be enough people out there studying it, going, "Mm, "That's weird. That's coming for us." Mm. That there would be something Mm. online, and it would spread, and then people would do their own research and look at it and track it and go, "Oh yeah, that's coming straight for us." Like I don't think that. But do
0: you think a modern society would accept that? Like, if it popped up and the government was like, no, it's not, and the UN and stuff are going, no, it's not.
1: I just... I don't know. Do you
0: think that someone would be like, oh, this crazy scientist... I just
1: have faith in you humanity, I mean? okay? I
0: don't. I do not have faith in any of us. I just think... After the last two years of this pandemic, yeah. I have faith in no one. Yeah. It has shown true... And, like, this movie shows, like, it is what people are really like.
1: I just... Don't want to believe that
0: self-preservation is everyone's foremost directive.
1: And also, I just don't want to believe that like the people that we put in charge are outright lying to us. Yeah, and like th- because I think it's different for them to kind of manipulate the truth, whereas say something was happening and they're like, "No, that's actually not happening."
0: See, I feel like if it happened for real, they're like, "Oh, it's gonna miss." Mm. Like, it's going to come close, but it, like, it'd just be like it's going to miss. Like, that would be the line. Like, as soon as you could see it, like, oh, no, don't worry about it. Like, it's just coming close by. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Let's stop talking also, about something so depressing. Can we really, talk yeah,
0: about... <laughs> it's really weird. Like, they can see it for an awful long period of time.
1: Yeah.
0: But think about, like, when, like, big comets come past us all the time. Like, you don't see that. No. Like, that's not... Like, it's a tiny little rock in the sky. Like, you're not... It's not gonna have a big tail in the sky for ages coming at you. Like it's just gonna be like, I'm here, yeah. you're dead. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> yeah. It's like surprise, splat. But also that tsunami that was really big. It's a really big, really, really big wave.
1: Yeah, ten kilometer wide yeah. um what is it? Comet. It's yeah. But like that wave was just like,
0: oh, you're dead.
1: Yeah, all those people standing at the beach, fucking brutal.
0: I know. But I mean like that's what you'd want it you want it to be quick. Mm. You wouldn't want to be like sitting on like the other side of a continent and like, you're going to die in 20 minutes. Yeah. Like it's just like, mm, it's a shockwave going to come eventually.
1: Just waiting for it. Just waiting. You.
0: There's a really good movie about that. I can't remember what it's called. It's set in Australia and a comet strikes another side of the world and it's like 12 hours until like the heat death. Oh, what? And the world's like slowly heating up. And this guy's like trying to find like his family.
1: My God. Does
0: he die? Everyone does.
1: Yeah. Okay. Good.
0: It's the end of the world.
1: I think that's what satisfied me the most about this movie is the fact that they didn't sugarcoat the ending.
0: Yeah. And I think like there's like kind of as it's happening, there's like the shots of like the cities and there's riding and there's like rooftop, like 200 people orgies. Yeah. And like, it's exactly what would happen. And then there's just like Leonardo's like, well, I guess, what's his name? Doctor. Um, Randall Mindy. Randall Mindy. You've got Jennifer Lawrence's Kate Dubisky. Dib- um, like kind of like, and they're like, they he's white, like wife, their kids, yeah. Timothy Chalamet, who is just who is
1: who is Jennifer Lawrence's fiance in the yeah in the film. I yeah, love and they're that. just
0: doing it. They met in like a supermarket because yeah. that's where she went to work, and like they just have a family. Let's have a like a family dinner, a family dinner, yeah. And they hold hands, and then a shockwave rips their house apart. Yeah, and that's
1: it. Yeah,
0: I think that that that's kind of like. What, a, what would happen a lot of places like some people you know
1: I 100% would do that there's I'd go the people that would, just spend yeah. the time with my family there's the people
0: that would write, yeah and just go crime there's the people that would just have the huge orgies and t- you know <laughs> because what a way to die and then there's the people that would just spend time with like their family and just I want a
1: bit of all three <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just said that like on the internet that you like you're ready for that orgy <laughs>
1: the world was ending
0: <laughs> explode um,
1: Another standout actor for me was Kate Blanchett in this. Yes, I thought she was phenomenal, and just I don't know. I feel like it would have been very different if a man had played that yeah. role. It would
0: have been funny for like what happened with that character. If it was a man, it would have been like
1: yeah, a more
0: interesting dynamic.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but but like you know. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I just, I love, I loved her makeup. I loved mm. her costume design. Like everything about that look was just perfect. But it was I like, thought. it was like, that's the
0: Fox look. That's like, it. Yeah. That's
1: the Fox look. Yeah. It and, was
0: so much like a Fox breakfast. Whatever yeah. it's called, Like that's what that show yeah. was. It was so much like, look at us, we're Fox News. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's it. But I think it was so interesting too that like, She's made out to be, I guess, this blonde bimbo. But then, sh- when she's laying in bed with Dr. Mindy, she's like, "Oh yeah, I speak four languages. I have. I went to like Oxford or Cambridge or whatever." She also it mentioned was. she slept with two presidents. She slept with two presidents. <laughs> one of I'm which, one hundred percent, was Meryl Streep. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like it was that was so heavily alluded to. Yeah. that I was like,
1: yeah, okay. <laughs> but I just like, yeah, go girl, yeah. like get it.
0: <laughs> oh, so. Funny. But yeah,
1: that was another standout performance for me and just Chris Evans cameo. I watched it. I was watching it with mum and I was looking at him and I was like I think that's Chris Evans, mum. She's like, "No." Yeah, and I, looked quick, quick, like, <laughs> I looked it up quick like. I looked it up and I was like, "That's 100% Chris Evans." Yep. Um I think
0: like that I reckon the tech guy, like the billionaire. Mm. He has this decision like, "Oh, we actually we're just going to mine it and we're all going to be super rich." Yeah. And they plan this just, just at the last minute to send up these rockets. Drill the thing apart and then catch and safely land parts of the meteorite on Earth. That was never going to work.
1: Never going to happen. That
0: thing is traveling at like, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not like, you know, Mm. so like a hundred thousand kilometers, like a second. Like it is fucking pinging through space. Like, oh, you always catch it. And like, it goes so wrong. It just fails.
1: Like instantly.
0: Yeah. And like, Like some of the
1: rockets don't even get launched. Yeah. It's like,
0: oh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. His voice, though, I reckon, like, oh, his, he it's just so annoyed good. me so yeah.
1: much, but it but was the, so yeah. good. Yeah.
0: And then they, like, devise, like, the spaceship. They're all going to cry asleep to find the next mm. most habitable planet. And all the rich people go. And then they get there. And, like, oh, yeah, 50% of people died. But it's like, that's fine. Like, yeah, we, we weren't sure how many were going to live. Like, we accounted for that. It doesn't matter. We're, like, you know, us us two are alive so it's okay and then that weird alien creature just eats them all
1: yeah but they're all new to try and find it um oh no it doesn't doesn't say what she's killed by but it's funny because like even the even his company that he has and like how they're talking about um you know your phone consents when you're sad so it will give you something happy and like all that like alluding to data collection i thought that was really fun mm. and like the fact that he like the bit where he says um oh you know like i know how you're going to die like i could tell you how you're yeah. going to die and because like i i know everything thing. about yeah. you <laughs> and he's like yeah we haven't we haven't discovered what that is yet but i'm sure we'll find out <laughs> it's just it's very a very interesting um exploration i would say of the current political and yes. economic and environmental
0: and social and, and
1: just every sort of
0: societal
1: yeah yeah sociological
0: everything everything the, everything ecological
1: yeah <laughs> um um yeah just what's going on in today's so that asteroid mm. i guess yeah well i guess asteroids
0: right is word. it an asteroid yeah, and then it becomes a meteorite because it hits the ground.
1: Is that how it works?
0: I'm no, or meteor and meteor meteor is in sp- I thought
1: meteor was when it was in space, and the meteorite was when it was hits the ground, oh, or it was like a. If it, sorry, I'm just like getting stuck to this chair. Yeah. There's like a sticky bit on it.
0: <laughs> it's like a fabric like thing for the wall. if anyone's curious, what the <laughs> sticky bit on the chair is.
1: <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> um, it's not. No, sass. I thought it was like a. Maybe it was the size difference or something.
0: I have no idea. But in the, Anyway, so the astro the Chicxulub, I've said that wrong and I apologise, asteroid that Jennifer Lawrence's character mentions hit Earth 66 million years ago in what is now Mexico. Mm. The estimated size of the asteroid was 10 kilometres wide, so the same size as the one in the movie, and resulted in 75% of all life on the planet dying. So this is, you know, the dinosaur killer. Yeah. Like, it was a huge extinction event on this planet. The, crate, the estimated crater size of what they've somewhat been able to determine as, like, parts of it is 150 kilometers in diameter. Yeah, you can go and visit it. And 20 kilometers deep.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, it rings along the side of Mexico. Like, it is a fucking huge hole in the Earth. <laughs> it's like, yeah. That's why when this one hit in the movie, that wave's so fucking high and that's why all the dinosaurs died Yeah, and all that survived was the little things living in the ground and the Pretty things much. in the water that were deep enough that, like,
1: it didn't affect, it didn't it. affect
0: them. Because, like, it, in this, and I think I do like the effect of it hitting the earth. It's just like, yeah, like, it's fucked. Yeah. Like, that's what Bruce happen- Willis
1: isn't going to get up yeah. there and save
0: us. Like, it's just, and I, I think... Like meteor, like meteorite movies, like all well, I mean, like asteroid movies. What do you want to call it? It's such a like different sort of like disaster film. Yeah, because you get like the mega earthquakes, and it's like, oh yeah, they don't really like you know. Whereas like San Andreas, where the like cities just rip yeah. apart, it's like that's not going to fucking happen. Like,
1: yeah,
0: that's just us going. oh, What's like, over, like the volcano. What's ones, the like, worst
1: possible thing that could like, happen right now? Yeah, how and far let's times it by yeah twenty seven and add. What's his name? The Irish guy.
0: Yeah. Like how far can we like, yeah, Gerald Butler. Gerard Butler.
1: That's it. <laughs> um, but like,
0: it's like, how far could this, you know, physically go? And it's like, what's like the end game for like yeah. an earthquake or like a tornado or yeah. it's like, oh my God, the wind's at 600 kilometers an hour. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. and then they get to like Ashford movies. Like, yeah, like we'd just be fucked.
1: Yeah. I just like, I wonder though. And please, if anyone from the government is listening and can tell me. <laughs> I hope not. What sort of plan do we have in place? Like, what sort of plan do there's world governments have in definitely place? Definitely, like, if, like an the U.S. government has,
0: us. like, there's bunkers.
1: Oh, 100 percent.
0: Like, there will be bunkers. There, like, there is a hundred percent a huge fuck off bunker under Parliament House in Canberra, but none of us know about. It. There is a hundred percent something. It's just something so, so deep in the earth down there, underneath that building, that if it was like if Australia got invaded, like. Our politicians would be sent, sent down that bunker.
1: Mm.
0: Like, 100%. Like, America has one. Like, they have a bunker where the government would run from. Yeah. In case of invasion. Like, so, it's the same thing. Like, it was going to end. Okay, we're going, like, six kilometres underground. Like, see you later. Do
1: you reckon they'd survive, though? Asteroid?
0: Depends Maybe where it if hit. it hit the
1: other side yeah, of yeah, the Yeah, Yeah, it depends
0: and where it then, hit. Like... Yeah. like
1: Directly upon them.
0: Directly upon them, they're <laughs> fucked.
1: They just have to go 21 kilometres yeah. down because it's only a 20 kilometre. Now they've
0: got a great view <laughs> yeah. because it's just oh, You've opened up. <laughs> on the side of a valley now. <laughs> it's great. Prime real estate. Yeah, But, you yeah, know, I think it depends where it hits. Yeah. Like, if it hits, like, ground, if it hits water. Yeah. You know, what part of the earth it hits because if it knocks, like, if it's big enough... And hits the right spot, is it going to knock the Earth further off its axis, Mm -hmm. which then will have further dramatic effects? Like,
1: imagine if it just hit, like, the North Pole or South Pole. We'd just be like...
0: Or if it just straightened us back up instead of being at 23 degrees. Yeah, that'd be... We'd all be fucked. So, yeah. The world would just...
1: Or if it hit the moon and not us. Like, we'd be fucked then, too. Yeah
0: from the tides? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I'm just thinking about that
1: trailer you sent us the other yeah. day. Yeah. What was like, it? all the moon attack, monsters will wake up. <laughs> attack
0: the moon or kill the moon or whatever. Kill the
1: moon, I think it is. Why does it look so bad? It looks so bad, it look, but it, I really like, want to see it. But how does a
0: movie, like, this is completely old topic, but how does a movie with such a cast like that and a premise like that...
1: Who's in it? I don't even know. Everyone. Someone oh, Game yeah, of Thrones dude. Halle do. Berry. Yeah, Halle Berry. Oh. It's like got... Kill the moon. It's like, um... It's like that movie. What's the what's it called? Core or something? Or the core. I love the that the core. Film. That's a fucking phenomenal movie. If you haven't seen it, go look. Okay, go so watch it's it. It's
0: just not called Kill the Moon.
1: Next level terrible, but great. It's got Hilary Swank in it. She's not in a lot of things these days. If you want some like OG early two thousands Hilary Swank, Moonfall. Moonfall. It's called that's moon
0: it. Moonfall. It stars. Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, John Bradley, Michael um, Peanut, Donald Sutherland.
1: Yeah, Donald Sutherland. I saw that and I was like, what? Is Isn't he dead? No. No, okay, he's not. He died in um, Hunger Games. I thought he was dead.
0: Yeah, but that's just like, what is happening in this movie? Anyway, completely off topic. Back to our Don't Look Up. Um... I just think it, it was critically just good. critically it hasn't done well though.
1: Yeah. I mean I feel like people don't want to go see a disaster movie where the disaster is that
0: people I think it's just, too real.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the disaster the issue, is yeah. that this is society, society immoral, immoral is fucked. fucked. Yeah. 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 Bruce Willis isn't going to come save us. And people can't deal with that. Because there's no real hero to this movie.
0: There is not. There's no saving the day. It just
1: no.
0: everyone dies. There's just people. And is that, that is it. Is a movie with Elijah Wood called Deep Impact? Yeah. Or the other one? Yeah.
1: Deep Impact's good. Yeah. Because like Deep Impact and Armageddon. Ca- yeah. He just stood on the top of a really big hill. Yeah.
0: And the wave just goes past. Mm. That's what I'd do.
1: I'd remember. get in a helicopter. Or a plane. Yeah. It'd be above it all. But then you'd have to find shock somewhere wave, to The
0: shockwave though. Like the shockwave doesn't just come along the ground.
1: I'd go up to the International Space Station then.
0: Imagine being, <laughs> oh God, imagine being on the International Space Station, right? Because there's no shuttle like, and the shuttle's not up there, Ugh. right?
1: So you just die
0: up there. Yeah, <laughs> and you watch an asteroid hit the Earth. And you'd be like, well, fuck. But if the shuttle's there, you can just go back down.
1: Yeah, but you need someone to come find you and like help you get out. And
0: it lands on a runway.
1: There will be no runway. The yeah, runway will be destroyed. Just, no, no, you, you, you'll be able to
0: land it. It's fine. But, like, you'd rather have the shuttle there than just slowly die Don't in space. Don't they just, like, go no, back the... capsule. It's the- not the capsule anymore.
1: Oh.
0: The, um, Because they're reusable. The shuttles go up and down.
1: Yeah, that's why um, the Challenger exploded. Yeah. But, you know, like,
0: you, you know, the white space yeah. shuttle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So the, it lands like a plane on a fucking long runway but like
1: there's gonna be no runway though they're just gonna die everyone's gonna die I'd rather
0: die in that only crash only Jonah Hill will yeah. survive but I'd rather die in that crash coming back from the International Space Station
1: then, than slowly
0: die of like essentially starvation up there
1: yeah. but then you you know? you're gonna starve on Earth because there's nothing there <laughs>
0: there's, roasted, there's barbecued people everywhere
1: barbecued people
0: <laughs> 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 gotta do what you gotta oh do babe. <laughs> No, but I think, like, just like. But could you imagine sitting up there, looking out the window, and just be like, well, fuck.
1: It'd be a pretty spectacular thing to see. You'd like, probably get knocked like out a, of orbit. Like the second episode of the new Doctor Who, mm. where he takes her to see the death of the Earth. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but you'd probably get knocked out of orbit. I reckon there'd be enough, like, f- gravitational force from that explosion. The, the International Space Station would get a fucking launch into space. Mm.
1: The International Space Station is pretty high up. Yeah,
0: but, like, could you imagine the force? Like, there'd be bits... I mean, in the movie, there's, like, cars floating in space. And, like, there would be bits of Earth floating in. Like, there would be that much force. Like, think about the size of that explosion. That shockwave isn't just spreading across the Earth. It's going out from the Earth.
1: I feel like we shouldn't comment very much on On this. Because we are not (laughs) astrophysicists. I mean, I studied it. At school and in, did it for my HSC, but I am no. It's a long time like, ago. How old do you think? No. I know how old you old are. <laughs> it was like eight years ago. Yeah. Wait, no, it wasn't that long. It was that long for me. Seven years ago. It was this eight year. years for me. Crazy. But yeah, anyway, how long have we been talking about this for?
0: 34 minutes and 16 seconds.
1: Oh, yeah. Um. But yeah, go watch it. It's good. It's.
0: I did like how Jonah Hill just said that his character was like, what if Fire Festival was a person?
1: <laughs>
0: like, that's what he based it on. It was like, what if, like... Because his character is just the most fucked, like... Yeah. yeah. He's terrible. But it's so funny. He's
1: a very good actor. But, yeah. What if Fire Festival was a person? Shit. I would not like to meet that person. I think I'd probably punch them.
0: So, um... Timothy Chalamet's hair's long. Yeah, he's got a over, mullet. Yeah, because over that lockdown, he never cut it. Ah. And the director in a meeting before us filming started, because filming got delayed, just went, just keep it. Yeah, And he I was like,
1: it. okay. Works well with the character. I thought it was a wig.
0: No, it's just his long, luscious hair.
1: Are you sure? Yep. Okay.
0: And around, here's a fun fact that I didn't know.
1: Around, You're IMBD. Yep. <laughs>
0: At around one hour and 41 minutes, a QR code appears on screen. Mm-hmm. If scanned, the link opens a YouTube video called Ariana Grande and Kid Cootie. Just look up. Full performance video. Don't look up. Netflix. Huh. So there's a full foot video of that song. I love that. <laughs> That's great. That Okay, quick to read Ariana Grande oh, in yeah. this. Sorry. She essentially plays herself, but like.
1: A, ramp, a ramped up version, a like ramped forty-seven up. on the scale of ten. Yeah, version. like full
0: ramped up, and like, oh my god.
1: Yeah. It's
0: fucking like she's so good. Yeah, but I mean, like, she was like a Disney, so she's like, act, like, has come from an acting background.
1: Yeah.
0: But like, it's, it's just still.
1: It's so and funny. she wrote that song.
0: Yeah, but it's just like when she popped up, I was like, oh, that's right. She's technically like was an actor. Yeah. Like first, like she's a G- Disney Channel product. Mm. At least she's not one of the pedo ones.
1: <laughs> yep. We'll just leave that with you guys. Yep. Sit <laughs> with that. Um, um, but yeah, no, that song was great. I love the love the bit where it's like, um, get your head out of your asses and just listen to the scientists. Yeah. <laughs> My dad had a giggle at that. So <laughs> funny. Yeah.
0: Uh, um. Jennifer Lawrence is wearing a wig the whole movie.
1: Oh, of course. She would never cut her
0: hair like that. Leonardo DiCaprio's longer beard was fake. Um, but most of like... So unlike in most productions, it was not a separate hairpiece. Rather, it was made of hand-placed hair extensions. Ugh. These took hours <laughs> to seamlessly <laughs> incorporate into the actor's real facial hair.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Why would you not just grow your beard? Yeah. Come on, Leo. Take one for the team. I don't like that. That's so much extra work. Imagine the money they could have saved if it just grown one naturally. It includes
0: cast includes five Oscar winners and two Oscar nominees. So it's got. I
1: haven't seen something like that in a while. Leonardo
0: DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Blanchett, Meryl Streep, and Mark Rylance mm. all won.
1: What did Mark Oscar. Rylance win something for? No
0: idea. I'll look it up in a second. And o- Oscar nominees of Timothy Charlemagne and Jonah Hill. Huh. Mark Rylance, what did you win an Oscar for? Do you have an awards page on your Oscar for Best Supporting, Best Performance by Supporting Actor in a Supporting Role, Bridge of Spires, 2016.
1: Oh, I could never get into that movie.
0: Hmm. Well, good on him. Here you go. Good for you, buddy. Oh,
1: well, I was don't look up. Yeah. Should we move on to... Uh, that, that, uh, would you watch it again? Oh, 100%, yes. Same. So Same. good. Now, should we move
0: along to our... Uh,
1: something a bit more lighthearted, but still concerning Armageddon and the end of the world.
0: Yes. That is a movie that is... Fourteen minutes shorter than the one we just talked about.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, in
0: Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ah,
1: yeah. there you go. Um,
0: I think this is visually and technically the best Ghostbusters movies ever made. But in terms of like Ghostbusters movies ranking, the second best Ghostbusters movie
1: After ever the made. First one. Yes. Yeah. 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 Visually, it, I have a few thoughts. And but it I'll force get to awakens those.
0: the fuck out of it. He does a full Force Awakens in this movie. Yeah, same as like Jurassic World did a full Jurassic Park.
1: Mm.
0: It's sort of like re sort of rehashes the first one.
1: They really just need to get a new model,
0: but it works really well.
1: Yeah, because it's all about family.
0: Not even that. It's just like the story. Like, inco- like it works in terms of like rehashing the first one. Mm. Like it incorporates into why it's happening again. Mm. And It's not just like, oh no, we've like done this, and now it's happening again. It's like
1: it was always going to happen. Yeah, like it yeah. was being
0: prepared for.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Jacob, seeing as I covered, don't look up. Would you like to tell me what happens in Ghostbusters Afterlife?
0: Well, um, there's a family, mm-hmm. which is
1: took me so long to realize where the mum is from. She plays Ben Affleck's sister, Margot, in Gorn Girl.
0: Yes. She's also in The Post. She's in...
1: She's a good know, actress.
0: Do you know what Avengers character she plays? In the Avengers movies?
1: Is she in... Is she in one of the Ant-Mans? Nope. What movie is she in?
0: She was in... I'll give you a hint. She was in Avengers Infinity War. She was in What If? She was in Avengers Endgame.
1: Is she one of the evil people?
0: Yeah, she's Proxima Midnight. She's yeah. the evil... evil also evil lady. Yeah. Yeah, she's also that. Ah,
1: cool. Yeah.
0: um, There's been a lot of things. Maybe
1: they... Oh, so technically her and Paul Rudd have worked together before.
0: Technically, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Because I was looking at them and I was like, you guys are both the right amount of goofy for this to actually be believable.
0: Yeah. So she's great. So she's the mum. Mm. And then you've got Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things and McKenna Grace.
1: McKenna Grace is phenomenal. Also... If you haven't seen her in Gifted, go and do yourself a favour and watch it. Chris Evans is also in it. Yeah. It's such a good movie.
0: So, do you know the song at the end?
1: Uh, yes. I assume I do.
0: Um, like the... Um, like, in the end credit song. Mm-hmm. About the ghost in the house. Yeah. That's written and performed by her.
1: What? That's yep. so cool.
0: Um, yeah, so anyway, family. Um, so... Carrie Coon plays Callie. Um, she is late on her rent money mm-hmm. and her father has just died and supposedly he's left her something. So as she's being evicted, she goes to her father's old house and um, takes Trevor, or Finn Wolfhard, Trevor, and McKenna Grace Phoebe with her, her two kids. And Trevor
1: and Phoebe are such good kids' names.
0: Ghost stuff happens. It turns out that um, maybe her dis- recently deceased uh, father was an original Ghostbuster and that he was preparing for the apocalypse and that the kids find some ghost stuff, fight some ghosts, and Paul Rudd
1: lays really sexy on a, on a rock, rock and, in the yeah, desert <laughs> and then
0: has intercourse with Callie. And but then you don't they, see that. No, and then they um Because awaken- it's a kids movie. Yes, Exactly. And then they awaken the um, uncredited Olivia Munn as.
1: Is it Olivia yeah. Munn? Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure that's who it <gasps> was.
1: I fucking love Olivia Munn. She is so good. I'm pretty sure
0: that too. Oh
1: my god! Do yourself a favor and go watch um the network. She's like standout star in that. So good. Is it, ne- is it the network? Newsroom. The newsroom. The newsroom. The network's that movie. That I hate it. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. And then. The bad demon, what's it what's the characters called?
1: I don't know, but Bill Murray has a full conversation with her and is like, baby, we could have been great together, but you decided.
0: Sorry, Olivia Wilde.
1: Oh who I
0: meant to say? My apologies. I was
1: gonna say it did not Sorry. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Uh.
0: So yeah. my apologies.
1: I like I liked her haircut and makeup, but I thought that the um I thought that the makeup was very James Charles-esque and a bit over the top.
0: But I think it was more of a natural look than the leotard of the original. Like, it looked more like she is a demon.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Also, J.K. Simmons cameo. In that scene where she first appears, because he's the dead body that gets ripped in half. The old dude. Ivor Shankon. Oh, or That's why
1: he looks so familiar. He's yeah, J.K. Simmons.
0: He says one oh, line and then gets ripped in half. Because
1: I was looking at him going, I know this face. I rewinded summer. it.
0: Because I was like, was that fucking J.K. Simmons? And oh, I just rewind.
1: Oh, that makes sense. And I was like, oh. So, um,
0: Paul Rudd's Gooberson.
1: <laughs>
0: big goofball.
1: He's great. He's a seismologist
0: and summer school teacher. Yeah. He is a standout in this. Yeah. Four, the four main. Yeah. Oh. Un-
1: Although he is just like above the rest. Yeah. Poor what her. did you
0: think of kind of like the two other kids? So you've got Celeste O'Connor as Lucky and Logan Kim as Podcast.
1: I thought Podcast was a bit on the nose.
0: I think that was a bit on the nose and it definitely should have been called something else.
1: Yeah.
0: And at first I thought and I was going to hate the character. He was
1: obnoxious, but then he, you kind of grew to love yeah. him. Yeah. Because like, I like, like this kid.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I think.
1: But they didn't really... Do much with, what's her name? Lucky.
0: Yeah, I didn't even
1: know her name. That's yeah, she's kind of just there as the love interest.
0: But not even that, because she's like two years older than him. And then when she finds out he's fifteen, she's like, oh, Oh, yeah, no, I don't want to be a pedo. Like, um, but yeah, I think, I think there's two original cast members that are wasted in this, which is obviously Annie Potts, who plays Janine it, so she kind of cameos at the start mm. or near the start, and then in a post-credit scene. And then Sigourney Weaver, who.
1: Is she even in it?
0: She's in the post-credit scene.
1: I didn't see a post-credit there's scene. There's two. Jacob, put yeah. it on right now for me.
0: No, it is. So the first one Ugh. is Sigourney Weaver and Bill Murray. Do you know, like in the first movie, he has, like he's trying to test psychic ability, mm. and he's got the cards, they're doing that, and she's testing him. Right. And then it turns out like she keeps shocking him, and like they're having like the full like back and forth, and it's really funny. And then she's like, "You marked the cards, didn't you?" And he's like, "No." And she's like, "You marked me." He's like, "Yes, I marked the cards." Mm. And then she shocks him again, and it's like it's pretty funny. And the credits roll again, and then it gets to the end, and it's um, Ernie Hudson's Winston, mm. and um, Janine goes to visit him, and he's this massive successful businessman who runs this multi like national company and like they're having a conversation in his office and then it cuts to him in the original firehouse with the Ecto 1 driving in and the ghost trap machine that's on the wall flashing red and then it fades to black. Ooh. And um Jason Reitman and Jill um Kennan, who are the two main writers, um or well, the two writers of this film have just signed a 90 to $120 million deal with Sony Pictures for a film. So it's assumed Ooh, that it will be that'd be fun. a sequel to this.
1: Yeah. And I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel to this. Hmm. Um, sorry, I've just got to do something for work.
0: That's okay. Um, I'll just keep talking. So this is... I guess, I don't know, really, really, really good?
1: Compared to previous Ghostbusters we've discussed. So, yeah,
0: we, we do have a previous episode you can go back and listen to when we talk about the three previous Ghostbusters films, like the original two and then the 2016 remake. And obviously me and Nick especially had some thoughts on that 2016 movie. And at the time, I remember saying, because, like, this, I think when we recorded this, like, we knew this was, kind of like, something like, this had kind of been announced.
1: Yeah. We hadn't really
0: had an idea. Because it like, was
1: back in, like, probably 2019.
0: Yeah. And I remember saying, I think, was the at the time, it was like, and I'm especially see and now have seen it, this is what it should have been last time. The reboot was the wrong way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that reboot cost only $144 million. So, assume you double it for marketing, which is, like, the general kind of rule of thumb for Hollywood. Yeah. They spent almost, like, $300 million Mm. on that film. And, like, it was marketed the fucking shit out of, like, it was everywhere Everywhere. in 2016. I remember it being everywhere. It's not that good. And it was, like, panned by critics and audiences. Yeah. No one enjoyed it. And it just, it was not the right way to go.
1: Yeah. It just didn't embody what Ghostbusters no. was originally intended yeah. to be.
0: And, like, they went, oh, let's get a bunch of, like, people from Saturday Night Live because that's what we did last time. Put them in a Ghostbusters movie and everything will be all right. Mm. It only worked because it was them mm. last time. That it was Bill Murray. Yeah. That it was Howard Ramis. Yeah. Like, that it was Dan Aykroyd. Like, like it worked the first time because they were, like, that, like, they were big names. Yeah. And they wrote it themselves. Yeah. Whereas the other one, it wasn't. They're like, oh, you know. And they were, I think the last one, like the 2016 one, was too much like, oh, we can just do like, you know, just make it up on the day. It'll be fine. And anyway, fast forward to this. Well written. Less of a comedy. Like, yeah. The, you know, it's not.
1: But it's just like you're after but, the ghost hunt.
0: But. Like, yeah, it's less of a comedy, but the sort of, like, tonal shift that it slightly undergoes works. Yeah. And it makes sense. Yeah, because it's kids now. Yeah. And, like, and, I mean, Paul Rudd, McKenna Grace, they're all funny.
1: Yeah. Everyone's
0: cracking jokes. Like, it works really they can well. They deliver
1: it well. Everyone's
0: bouncing off each other. And one thing I did notice in this is that, like, Trevor and Phoebe, so Finn Wolfhard and McKenna Grace, it's a believable sibling pairing. Yeah. Because of how they act towards each other. Yeah. He's not some bully big brother shit. Like there's no like
1: It's not like a stereotypical older yeah. brother. Like the way they like, tease each other yeah. works. Yeah.
0: And it's not the Hollywood force of like, "Oh, what's this ghost trap thing you found?" It's just like they it's such a believable
1: relationship. Relationship,
0: and the yeah. relationship with her mother is such a believable. Like this is a family unit that works yeah. On screen. And the dynamic of adding Paul right into that works perfectly. And they're all just bouncing off each other. Mm. And, like, even, like, you know, Podcast and Lucky. All the interactions between the characters, or at least the human characters, <laughs> because, like, some of the ghosts, they're just ghosts, like Muncher, which is just to yeah. read... Just, which I, it kind of bugged me that, like, oh, you know, we can't have... Slimer. Slimer. this like, Muncher. Like, it was just like, just, you know... Yeah. things like that, but, like... The interactions between the human characters in this—it's mm. fantastic. Like, this script was done yes. so well; it was cast so well, and it—I think it made it like a—it's it, a good film. Mm. Like, I mean, you—it it, does—it wouldn't make no sense if you were not seen. Yeah. <laughs> at least Ghostbusters One. Yeah. Like this could work as obviously a threequel or as a sequel. Like there was no reason, like because it no, it doesn't mention any of the events of Ghostbusters From the two, Really, yeah, yeah. It's just it kind of like you it mentions Ghostbusters one, yeah, and like the original thing in New York, and like kind of like this was happening in the first time in New York, but like it doesn't really touch on Ghostbusters two. So this could genuinely work as like a direct sequel to the first one,
1: yeah,
0: or as like the prequel to the first two, which says a lot for like how well. It's made.
1: I think, like one of the main things that I loved about this was the at the end, um, and I think this is really going back to the first movie and the end of the first movie where you mm. get the like temple and the demons walking down and yeah. you've got the giant dogs and it was all practical. Mm. I loved that that was practical and sure there was probably some CGI, but it was very oh yeah, minimal. but so
0: much of this. Obviously, like, all, like, the ghost effects, but, like... Yeah.
1: And that's the one thing that bugged me about, like, Muncher and a few of the other ghosts. I was like, I really... You should have just stuck to practical with minimal CGI or just done all CGI. Yeah. But I think... But I think, like, that scene at the end where Olivia Wilde's walking down the steps and you've got the two, like, demon dogs by the side. I was just like, yes, this is so camp, but I fucking love it.
0: But, like... Her character looks great. Yeah. Like weird like it's kind of, like it's a practical suit. There's like things happening with it. Yeah. So it's been touched up digitally. Yeah. And it works so well. Yeah. And you've got the two demon dogs, which are full like puppeted. Yeah. Like in the original. But they look um, like it looks so real. Good. Like, it's not like, oh that's a weird rubber puppet. Like that's a fucking demon yeah. dog. And the transition from that to f- digital it's done so, so well, well so many times yeah. where it's puppet and then it's like moves. Yeah, like in the shopping centre yeah. or in and the it's a seamless, whatever it is. Like sweep yeah. in a movement from practical to digital. And you can't, I mean.
1: You could like, sit there and nitpick it apart. Well, the but people like, on the
0: screen behind me yeah. would pick it up straight away.
1: Yeah,
0: like, I'm, I'm pointing at a picture of Corridor Crew for everyone listening at home. Like that would be at a point, like that's the moment when that happens. But to a general audience. Yeah. You can't. Like, you wouldn't know. And it looks amazing.
1: Yeah. I wish, though, they'd done something practical with the Marshmallow Men.
0: Yeah. Mm. I mean, no, they did. Podcasts covered in it at the end.
1: That doesn't <laughs> count. <laughs> um,
0: Speaking of the end. Yeah. There's one massive moment at the end of this film mm. in which um, Harold Ramus's Egon comes back. Yeah. As a ghost. Yeah. It's to so help sweet. his daughter and granddaughter and three best friends save the world. There's one issue with this.
1: He's actually.
0: So he passed away. Yeah. In 2014. Mm. Right. And when he died, I'm going to show you this. He became a bit more of a chubby. Oh, uh, yeah. Man. Right. Not fat, but like.
1: Well-rounded. Yeah, like he he kind of... Than he was in his
0: youth. Yeah. Which I mean, a lot of men do as they get older. But he had like a bit more shape. Yeah. (laughs) Had a bit more shape in his face. Yeah. So in the development of this, they created like... That is a full CGI man. Yeah. And obviously like it looks like a ghost. It's slightly transparent and it's got the blue glow all over it. Mm. But they went and went, okay... What did he look like as a Ghostbuster? What would that character age into yeah. in this world? Yeah. And created a fully digital face, like fully digital man of someone that died seven years ago that didn't look like that when they were old and made them look older than what they were when they died.
1: It's kind of freaky.
0: It's fucking Perfect.
1: Yeah, because like it's freaky because it's perfect.
0: And that terrifies me.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I mean, there's it's one thing about like I think being the bluish sort of glow and the translucency helps. Mm. But the level of detail in that is terrifying. Mm. And it kind of opens a door to so many other properties. Being able to bring back whoever they want. Because you can recreate someone that flawlessly. You can do that with anyone. Mm -hmm. And like that, like, it's done well. And in terms of the story, I think it's done really well. And it's not on the nose. It's...
1: It's really nice. And they dedicate it to him. Yeah.
0: And it's such a nice tribute to him. Yeah. Who was such a friend, like, you know, to Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson. And like, they worked together so much and... They wrote the original together and all this stuff and like, but it's just, look, like when it came up on screen, I was like, holy fuck, that looks amazing. Mm. It it just blew my mind that like, that's where CG is now.
1: I'll tell you what blew my mind. Mm. Bill Murray. He looks like he is about to die.
0: He's just old, man.
1: He's so old. (laughs) I just looked at him and I was like, mate, just just stop working, like, have a rest. (laughs) Please, just sit down. (laughs) (sighs) But no, it was a very, like, yeah, the effects were good. The CGI was good. Just, yeah. And solid story. Like, there wasn't really anything where you went, oh, but they didn't tie up that. It was just, like, very simple but solid.
0: So Jason Reitman... Who wrote this film. Yes. Do you know he's in the original Ghostbusters film? Really? As a kid. That's so cool. He tells Bill Murray, um, you know, Peter Venkman, that the Ghostbusters are full of shit. As a speaking role in the original Ghostbusters film (laughs) as a child.
1: And then he grew up and wrote it. Yep. That's so cool.
0: I think that's just great. That's That's really cool. so funny.
1: I love to, like, when... Sorry, Ghostbusters 2, sorry. Oh, Ghostbusters 2. I loved the bit um, where Paul Rudd's character was geeking out over the ghost, like whatever it is, like ghost trap. Mm. I don't know. And he's like, oh, these were so big in the 80s. And I was yeah. like, I can imagine you as a kid getting a replica of oh. these going, I'm going to go catch Slimer. Like, it's... it's where was Paul like,
0: Rudd born?
1: Oh, he 100% grew up watching Ghostbusters. 19... Holy... F- Fuck. How old is he? He was born
0: in 1969. Oh, yeah. The man turns 53 this year.
1: He just doesn't age. How is that man 53 years old? Hollywood for you. What the fuck?
0: Is he drinking the blood of Probably. children? <laughs>
1: Probably. Probably. fuck, Paul Rudd? But no. Um. Yeah, so he would have grown up with it.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, he would have been watching 15. these
1: going he would
0: have been 15 when the first yeah. one came out he was like 19 or 20 or whatever when the second one came out yeah like he was like he was like oh fuck yeah go like he would have been prime 100 and i was like oh now i'm in ghostbusters
1: they wouldn't have even had to stop up uh, like they wouldn't have even finished asking him the question of do you want to be in ghostbusters afterlife he would have yeah. just heard do you want to be in ghost and he would have been like yes i will right. take that
0: Um, he was a, um, supposedly, oh, no, hang on. He supposedly received $2 million to play Mr. Guberson. Oh, only? Yeah, only $2 million. Oh.
1: I mean, in terms of, like... I would have done it for a lot less, Sony. like
0: I've <laughs> done it. Oh, no, I would have taken $2 bucks. <laughs>
1: if
0: <laughs> they were offering, like...
1: Yeah, if they were offering that, but, like, you yeah. know... That being said, I have not been voted sexiest man alive. Um, So, yeah.
0: Wait, sorry, what?
1: What? Hang on. Are you talking to me about what?
0: I'm about to be. So, Paul Rudd is um, the perfect age to have grown up on the original Ghostbusters film. Born in 1969, Rudd would have been a teenager when Ghostbusters dropped in 1984. And you know that his comedy and aspirations of being an actor... Probably sprung from seeing Bill Murray, Harold Raynus, Ernie Hudson, and Dan Aykroyd as the original Busses of Ghosts. There is no way he could have known he'd one day appear in a Ghostbusters movie alongside the um the OG actors. But it's happening this week. Run the cast member Ghostbusters last like sequel. Yeah, right. It's not a Ghostbuster in the movie, but he pretended to be one on a set one day. Oh.
1: I, th- I would say he's, a well, he's not really a ghostbuster, but he's, like, close enough to the action that he can be classified as one. Like,
0: the headline for this story, like, on the Google thing, was, like, Paul Rudd snuck over and tried on the proton pack and it's talking about him as a kid. Oh. And I thought he'd snuck onto the original set. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on with these movies? But then, no. No. It was, like, he just pretended to be on oh. the new set. That's a bit... <laughs>
1: Um I loved all the little dad jokes that um what's her name? Phoebe. Phoebe would say.
0: <laughs> mm. Just Or all her jokes. Yeah, yeah, I thought they
1: were nice. Um and the fact that she just wasn't wigged out by the like the chess board playing her.
0: Yeah, she was like, huh. And then she like makes a move. Yeah. I thought that was really nice and like she very quickly figures out oh she's playing chess with her grandfather. Like, yeah. she's just like,
1: Yeah, okay. Makes sense, and
0: especially because the side of the movie, she's like ghosts aren't real, and then she has one ghost screen. She's like, okay, yeah, yep, I <laughs> but believe. But like, that's kids though. But she, but it's actually like it's so, like scientific. Like yeah. she's just like, yep, checks out. Yeah, like that's a thing. Okay, right now, um, I'm just reading how they did, how um how they did Egon's creation. Um, train
1: I didn't really understand the point of the old guy in the coffin. What's
0: yeah, he name? was like Ivo. the guy that Ivo. made the town. And made He made the temple. Like He built the town and made the temple there for this date for it to happen right. and for her to come back. And he was like, we can rule the world together. She's like, huh, see ya. Mm. Yeah. Um. So it goes on. It's first in attempting to get on a trap. Yep, but though we never see his face, so it's just a body double. Um, he's a body electric Yep. Then reveals his son, um, Spengler's appearance. Only for the final battle in the film to see original Ghostbusters appear to battle Goza before Spengler's ghost materialises to help his granddaughter Phoebe banish the enemy once and for all. Whereas Spengler's first appearance is the stuff of Smoke and Mirrors, Egon's contribution to the Penultimate scene of Ghostbusters Afterlife life is undoubtedly powered by Hamel Ra- Harold Ramus's likeness. Um, for a cinematic battle via archival clips and photos taken from the original two films, showcasing the very best that cutting-edge CG has to offer in 2021, these clips are laid over a body double to create a likeness to Ramis physically before Egon's image stills and then tweaked based on photo. So it's a deep fake. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. It's an aged up deep fake. Blows my mind, man. Blows my mind.
1: It's just wild what technology can do right now. It's fucking... It's
0: freaky. But... I did like... So I, I said before, it... Force, it really force awakens is what the, the terminology that, like, used for this. It's like you kind of rehash an old classic for a new audience. It's happened a couple of times now. It's definitely about to happen with Indiana Jones. Yeah. They're remaking that. Something, Fucking, but like, um,
1: I don't even know if I'll go see that. Yeah. But, like,
0: you bring back original cast members in a lesson role to launch something new, right? And the kind of two biggest points, or I guess three biggest points in Force Awakens in terms of the first time you see the Millennium Falcon, when Han Solo and Chewie walk onto the Millennium Falcon and the first time you see Princess Leia. Because Luke Skywalker at the end doesn't really, like it's one scene. Mm. But like those are kind of like, but they're kind of like the moments where fans are like, like, holy fuck, that's Millennium Falcon. And, like, holy fuck, there's Han Solo and Chewie in the Millennium Falcon. Like, holy fuck, there's Princess Leia in the Rebel Alliance. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, wow. Yeah. This has a couple of those moments. It's like, like you, you know, it's kind of like, oh, there's the ghost trap. Oh, there's the demon dog. Holy, And then you got, holy fuck, that's Ecto-1. Yeah. But then right as, like, all seems lost and it's the end and Ghost is going to win, the remaining three Ghostbusters just walk out of the smoke mm. in their packs, suited up. And from word one, they are just – like, Bill Murray is just in character and just dropping one-liners. <laughs> like, like all of them are just dropping one-liners like there is no tomorrow. And you can tell they're having fun with it. Yeah. This is the first time the three of them have been on screen together in a movie since the 90s.
1: Oh, wow. Like,
0: they have not been together in a project. for years. I mean, the three of them are all in – the reboot, but they're all separate, playing different yeah. but like but to have these three together, playing these three characters, and the chemistry that plays off each other, it's just it's great. It works so well. And I mean, Ghostbusters fans are some of the most fucking toxic fans <laughs> out there. Like if you talk shit about either of the original to Ghostbusters and were like people would just abuse you on the internet, right? And they're the first ones to talk shit about the 2016 one. And if you defend the 2016 one, the same people that will abuse you for talking shit about the first two will abuse you for saying that the 2016 one's good. Right? This has been really well received. Has it? Yeah. Because it's it's the right level of nostalgia mixed in with enough... Like, there's the right level of, like, all the old elements being reintroduced for a new audience. Because, like... If you think of someone like say, that's like twelve at the moment, right? Around that age group, like late primary mm-hmm. school, early high school, they might never have seen a Ghostbusters movie until like a week before this came out, right? This could be people's first Ghostbusters movie, and then they go, "Oh, what is this?" Like, and they go back and watch the watch first the two. Yeah. Like, it's a new, and I really, I really do hope. That this gets a sequel, because another one of these with this cast and the way that it sets up with Ernie Hudson's like character, yeah, I am get in trouble if I don't say his name by the fans. Um, with Winston, mm-hmm. with you know being the super rich dude, and like he's going to read like you know the ghost things go like something's it's wrong bad. yeah yeah you know something's wrong ghosts are gonna get out or whatever um and he's like oh you know he's like because he's like oh what did they do to you because he's, like, oh, he's like stroking the car when they're like, they're he's like oh what? yeah and look after it, and he's like, he's like he's gonna restore it and i mean there was a lot of talk around 2016 people are like oh you should just do a continuation where like the ghostbusters are, like the firefighters or the police and it's like a big force and like yeah there's different teams and like that would have worked really well for like you know that twenty sixteen where they went on an all female cast because you can go, okay, this is a sequel. Mm. There is multiple Ghostbusters teams. This is one of the teams, and you can have the originals as like the heads of the organization, yeah. or it would you know, just make sense. Well, it would make sense that like Winston and like um, what do you call him, Winston and Dan Aykroyd's Ray were like in charge, but mm. Bill Murray's Peter Venkman was still just like out there Ghostbusting because <laughs> it's like he's just like, oh yeah, but he works for the Home Office in this. Yeah. Like he is a fucking, like, you know, they've all gone on and done things. different things. But the next one could work so well in establishing that because on the wall in the cave, it's got 2021, which is when this is happening. Yeah. And then there's 202 two, and you don't see the next.
1: Yeah. So, so there are something else, else
0: in that timeline of dates yeah. to happen. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, there's going to be a sequel, like something else. And this is like, this is like, you know, the little precursor to mm. the next thing. Yeah. And I just really hope it's good.
1: I hope so.
0: But if it's written, you know, if Jason Reitman and Gil Kennan are writing it again,
1: and I would say it will be. And similar I mean, elements. Yeah. And but if Annie
0: Hudson's back in charge, like if Paul Rudd, you know.
1: Paul Rudd's got to come back.
0: I genuinely think that like the, this family, if they make a sequel, will return. Mm. Because McKenna Grace is, like, the scientist. Like, she would take over, like, that. Yeah. You know, that role. Yeah. And I'm just excited to see, hopefully,
1: A it A good film Yeah, Buster. it's where it goes.
0: Because <laughs> I would love, like, you know, one or two more of these. Like, if they keep being good, mm. just keep making them.
1: Yeah. There's even no, if they are for kids.
0: Yeah, but even then, like, it's rated, like, M. Yeah. I could do... J.K. Simmons has got ripped in half, like... Not even in like or at the waist, he gets ripped like left half and right half down the middle. You know, it's not completely for kids. They say shit a couple of times. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else to add to? Um, I know Nick will next week when he's back. We'll definitely be talking about this again.
1: Yeah, because I might li- leave it for Nick. Yeah,
0: because I want to see he. I want. I feel like when we spoke to him on the phone before...
1: He had very strong opinions, and I feel like they were negative. I
0: feel like Nick has very negative opinions, and I'm not okay with that. I'm going to beat him up. I'm going to be a Ghostbusters diehard fan. I'm going to beat him up. I'm going to attack him on the internet. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going to send him DMs. Beat him up on the internet. Like, how dare you not like Ghostbusters, you bitch. (laughs) Put you in a ghost trap. (laughs) God. Um, Should we move to our next segment?
1: Oh, sure. What we've been watching and what we're excited Excited for. for... I actually just started last night, um, Mm -hmm. not Marriage Story, the one with Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac, scenes from a marriage, holy shit, Yeah. based on um, the drama by Ingmar Bergman, who we know very well, Mm. do do you know who I'm talking about? I know, my brain just went fully blank. Um, He directed Persona, I'm pretty sure, or wrote Persona. So, very, like, arty. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I just watched the first two episodes last night. Fucking phenomenal. They yeah. deserve all the awards. It's so good. <laughs> should watch it. pick it up. Um, and I also just started watching Succession, which uh, I... Yeah, is it good? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm only, like, oh, I'm almost finished the first season, and I'm really enjoying it. Mm. It's just, like... Ooh. Whoops. A really well written drama. Yeah, right. And just like. Because the trailers and stuff all look good. Yeah. I just, just never... It doesn't like stop and explain things. Right. You know, it just like. It just keeps going. It just goes. I and love you that. just expect it to keep up and that's fine. It's so much better when
0: things do that rather than like the sort of like dumbing down. It's like, this is yeah. this and this is this. And yeah. then next week, remember when this happened? Remember when they did yeah. this? I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah. I watched it 20 minutes ago. I mean, I know p- other people watched it like a week ago. Yeah. Like when it came out, but like I watched it 20 but minutes ago. But also just get the reference. Yeah, it's like, just like, let's just keep going.
1: <laughs> and there's a character named Greg in it who I just feel like is so out of his depth. And I also just love that because it's so relatable. <laughs> and there's an Australian actress in it. Um, she plays one of the main family members, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Sarah Snook.
0: She's the one that just won a Golden Globe for it.
1: Probably. Because, like ready sort of hair? Yeah. yeah. Season three. Um was has just come out mm-hmm. and that's how I heard about it because it was getting all this awesome critical acclaim and everyone was like you should go watch succession so I did and it's very good and yeah everyone should watch it I am going to bring up my
0: um, my um. I should probably talk into a microphone when I talk should I um my Bloody, what do you call it? Viewing history, <laughs> because I can't remember what the fucking thing's called. Viewing activity view. What
1: else? That's what want we you? want.
0: All right. Um, uh, download all. God no, show more. So I've watched a couple of. St- I think I mentioned the Lost Daughter. I mentioned that last. Li- yeah, I mentioned that last week.
1: Oh, and I just started rewatching The Office as well. Because why not?
0: So um, there's, like this couple of, like, Harlem, Coburn's, like, TV series on, like, he's an author. Yeah. And there's six of his season shows based on, like, six of his different books on Netflix, mm-hmm. right? I think I mentioned another one, like, a while ago called The Stranger mm-hmm. that was really good. Um, yeah, The Stranger was good. Yeah, so there's another one called Stay Close and another one called Safe. Which I've both like w- recently watched. They're both really good. The issue is the other three are in different languages.
1: Why is that an issue?
0: Because, Just like the level, but like the level of like intricacy and like plot and stuff that goes into these, I don't think that I would be able to keep up as much if I was reading it all. I can turn. Like, I
1: feel like you'd um keep up better.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but um, That's so I've what I have watched both of those both. Fantastic. Mm. I re-watched American History X the other night because it just popped up Yeah, on Netflix. I was like, oh yeah, I'll watch that. I don't remember how fucked up that is. Yeah, um, with I Edward wa- Norton. Mm. I watched Murdered by Numbers.
1: Oh, is that good with Sandra Bullock? Yeah. I watched the trailer for it and I was like, oh, this kind of looks shit.
0: And it's got a really, really young Ryan like, Gosling. Ryan, Ra- Ryan Gosling, Gosling yeah. yeah. And I was like...
1: And is he like a killer in it? Yeah. yeah.
0: I was and like, I was like, I'll give this a go. And I was like, yeah, this is probably like on the better side of movies from this time, of this sort. Like, it's not great. Yeah. But it wasn't bad.
1: It's a classic Sandra Bullock cop movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I also watched 137 shots. What's that? It's a documentary um, about a killing, a police killing in um, the US Mm -hmm. where a car... Backfired, passing a police car on a street, and they thought they were getting shot at, mm. so they started pursuing the car. Right. It then led to dozens of police cars joining the chase. What? Which you can see. I mean, you'll be able to see it on the Holy preview shit. just there. Um, this led to they believed that the person had a gun. Um, the as you can see there, lots and lots of police cars. What? Um, they believed that the people in the car were armed the dispatch found out from the lead car in the chase that there was the woman in the back seat was in fact holding a coke can not a gun that didn't change the officer's decision to continue to pursue when they eventually cornered the car in a narrow street the police fired 137 shots into the vehicle now the issue is they circled the vehicle so they were shooting at each other so cops on both sides of the car thought that the shots coming through the car from the police on the other side were coming from within the car.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So they all kept shooting, right? But it got to a point, you can see here on the wind. Oh no, I'm mean, terrible for audio, yeah. where one of the police officers jumped onto the bonnet and unloaded several shots through the windscreen and just kept firing and kept firing, which caused other police officers to stop shooting. But all the cops, when they say, oh, we were so scared, like... and Anyway, this whole, this whole court case. And the cops essentially all just got away with it. Yeah. But it went through that the two people, obviously, like, they were innocent.
1: Yeah, and they died. They
0: weren't armed. They were both brutally murdered yeah. by police officers. And when being interviewed in the court case, the police officer that jumped on the bottom like, oh, but didn't you think they were dead? Like, you fired multiple rounds through the windscreen. And the other cops wouldn't back down from their support of him and the police union didn't back down and it became this whole, you know, the cop hunt and yeah, they were scared for their lives. It was like, but all the bullets were from the, each other. Yeah. And they were saying it was amazing that no cops got shot. Yeah. Because it was this crossfire. They were shooting at each other essentially through this car.
1: Jesus.
0: And yeah, so it was really, really heavy. It's a documentary on Netflix. Highly, highly recommend um watching it mm. oh now plasma my, plasma my view history it just Back.
1: it's just mind-boggling yeah
0: it's it's upsetting but it's eye-opening in terms of like yeah it's eye-opening in terms of how um, what do you call it like police brutality, and, like, and it's even like the lives of black people in America. Like it's no. horrific, and then Lucy and I have started watching Line of Duty season one. Like I started watching Line of Duty again with her. Oh yeah, yeah. She had to cover her eyes a couple of times because <laughs> there's like some amputated fingers and stuff, and it's pretty gross. Yeah, that's,
1: that's about not it for me. <laughs> for me, I'd
0: rec- highly recommend, like especially for you, cat, both safe. And Stay Close. Okay. I think you'll in really enjoy both of them.
1: Okay. Yeah. I um, really want to watch more things on my Netflix list. I've just got really heavy things on there, like Worth
0: with mm-hmm.
1: um, Michael Keaton, who is a lawyer um, trying to put like a dollar lo- value on the people who died for like insurance purposes. Mm-hmm. And I want to watch Tick, Tick, Boom was as that, well.
0: Is that the September 11? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You recommended yeah. it. Yeah.
1: And I just have all this heavy shit <laughs> in my, And then I get home and I'm like, I want to watch something funny, so we're going to put on The Office.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but like, no, that that's great. That movie's fucking mm. heavy. It's heavy shit too. Yeah. I've watched a lot of heavy shit lately.
1: Mm. But then there's a, this new show out called... Well, not new because um, it came out a few years ago. But there's three seasons um, called Manifest. And it's I've about heard it's
0: really bad.
1: Oh, okay. I watched the trailer for it. and I was like, oh, this kind of looks yeah. good.
0: My, my boss at work, who is very much of the same opinion, I feel like we like yeah. a lot of the same television. Yeah. And it's really good when we're working together because we're just talking about, oh, would you watch Netflix? Like, oh, yeah, I watched that. Or like recommending yeah. stuff to each other. And I was like, oh, what are you? like the other day? I was like, oh, what have you been watching? Like, I oh, watched the first episode of Manifest. I was like, oh. What's yeah. it like? She's like, nah. I was like, I won't watch it. Then she's like, don't yeah. waste your time. Okay. I'm not and gonna I watch it. And I value like that opinion. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna watch it then. Yeah. If she says I'm not gonna like it and it's not good, I will trust that. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, because she's like, it's just it's too much.
1: It looked like a really like it start like the premise yeah. sounds really interesting. Mm. But, yeah. but yeah,
0: it just it just sort of looked
1: We'll see. Yeah, I just did see too that there's a new season of Cheer out, mm-hmm. which the first season was really, really good. Um, but I feel like it might have just become a bit commercialized. So we'll see. Anyway, that's about it. Fair enough.
0: I don't know why I <laughs> scrolled back up on that. <laughs> yeah, why did I just you? did. Um, so people can reach us at. Watch it again, pod at gmail.com. Oh, I don't want to open that. Um Is there anything signing on here? Anything happening in our inbox? Any weird oh I know I know where I have to go. Where I always go. Our junk email folder. <laughs> wow. There's a lot of things in another language. Why do we get horoscopes in like Spanish?
1: I don't know. I didn't sign up for it
0: weird um we've got a nice spam dear beloved one i need your assistance I'm um, that there's so much text in that i'm not really going to read that one out we won the missouri lotto
1: oh lovely how much
0: um 2.4 million us dollars wow that's really exciting thank you um it was drawn on the twenty third of October, but they sent us an email on the fourth of January. Mm.
1: Um,
0: nope. There's nothing really good in here. Oh, we won a different lottery. Wow, cat, we're winning lots of lotteries here.
1: Where's my money? Show me the money.
0: Um. This one's this one's um titled to you by first and last name.
1: Wow. Is it my actual name or Um yeah. No, that's not my actual name. Yeah,
0: okay, but like random. Josh Voice Studio VFX. or FX.
1: You're going to have to edit all of this out. This is no, terrible. I'm not.
0: Um. Otherwise, yeah, you can reach us at Watch Again Pod if you want to give us an email that you would want to hear about, not this junk that I'm talking about.
1: Or if you actually want to give us money, like,
0: oh yeah, that's yeah. definitely um, that's definitely a go-to. We like money. Money's good. Um. Otherwise, you can reach us at Watch Again Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, no, all that. In- our message requests are also spam on instagram so don't worry about that um otherwise yeah we will be back next week maybe with nick maybe not maybe he's dead we don't know wasn't us if he was um yeah otherwise that's it we will be back then with something there's something you want us to like talk about a movie or anything let us know
1: yeah i want some listener requests so do i we yeah. get sick of choosing every week. I mean, I do have a list that we can choose from. but We do like, have
0: a long list of old movies to go back into, but for some reason we just keep doing new ones.
1: Oh, well. Um, I want to write another report again. Same. I'm going to uh, write one for next week.
0: Okay. he, he heard that here first, folks. Yeah. Kat is writing a report. She's going to come in with her notes and a big book.
1: No, nah, it'll be on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: otherwise – Thank you so much for listening. As always, I am Jacob. And I'm Kat. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.